here we go again. This new variant's causing all kinds of problems all over the place. Unemployment's starting to spike all over the country. But is that going to roll over into the real estate economy? Isn't that the multi-trillion dollar question? Stick through to this video to find out our thoughts. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. I'm John Barr with an investor's journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this channel, we go over everything that is working for us in this current market and some of the things that aren't. If you do find this information valuable, we sure would love it if you were to smash that like button and hit the share and give it to somebody else that would find this information useful. Little announcement is we do have a texting community. If you are interested in all the stuff that we have to provide, go ahead and text INFO to 210-794-9898 and check out all the cool stuff that we have going on. Otherwise, without further ado, let's get on with the market update. All right, here we got the economic data for the San Antonio MSA through June through July. So building permits issued, uh, single-family residential is up 40.6% year-over-year to 1,270. Two to four units is at 80% decrease year-over-year. So, I mean, that's just really not uh, all that much of news as far as you, because you're dropping from, what is that, 10 down to four. So not that big a deal year-over-year. Multifamily units, 543 were issued. That's 38.2% increase decrease year over year. Average sales price is at 345,000, and that is a 19.2% increase year over year. Median sales price is just shy of 300,000 at 290,000, and that is an 18.9% increase year over year. Total sales is up 4.5% year over year, and total to 4024 average rental price is 1671 that's a 5.4% increase year over year so I want to break out here for a second and explain a little bit about those total sales volumes. So I hear a lot of people saying like, what's the cause of the ultra low inventory? And is it just because nobody's listing homes? Well, this data really shows that it's not. And it justifies why inventory is so low and why I track these things and pay attention to this information to where if we had like sales to say it's in half and it was 50% of what it was last month and we had ultra low inventory, that would tell me that, hey, that's why the inventory is so low is nobody's listing their homes. And I would expect that as we got a plethora of people listing their homes, it would really tick up, which this is why I don't think it's the case. It's because we are having year over year sales increase and inventory is so low. So that means that people are listing their homes at a normal rate and there are plenty of people out and actually doing it more so because we have more sales and people are here to absorb them. And that's why it's data that I want to continue to watch to where if I start seeing sales volume drop and inventory starting to increase and at a very rapid rate, that's when I would start kind of sounding the alarm and for us in our business, we would start looking at being much more conservative on certain areas and breaking out price points and zip codes like we'll go into later on and really digging into that information, see where is inventory starting to rise and why is the sales volume starting to drop off. So 
just wanted to break that out and break that down a little bit further. So it's back to unemployment is at 1.15, and that is a 4.8 increase year over year, and that is a total gain of 1,354 jobs from the previous month. But even though jobs increased, we still have unemployment uh, up six percent, up to six percent, and that is a 0.71% decrease from the previous month. So we got more jobs, but the unemployment did go up. So we got more people filing in that case. Months of inventory for July is flat from the previous month and is at 1.27. Just as a comparison, this time last year, we were at 2.72. Now keep in mind, a balanced market is anywhere from four to six months of inventory, depending on what a person really looks at. So to break down months of inventory a little bit more and why that really matters is months of inventory is another way people say it is our absorption right. Everyone knows that go back to econ 101 in high school or college, depending on when you took the class, that everyone knows that supply and demand equilibrium. If you got more supply and not enough demand, supply usually falls off to meet demand. More demand than not enough supply, supply increases to find that new equilibrium. So in real estate, when we have more demand for housing and not enough supply, that causes prices to increase. Hence the last year, I've seen these massive appreciations. You had to live under a rock to not understand that all the lumber shortages, all the real estate shortages, all these people trying to buy homes, move out, refinance, do all this crazy stuff. So that is why our inventory matters so much. So when we see in a month's inventory at 1.27, that means we are in a massive, massive seller's market, meaning the seller has the more dem- more bargaining power than the buyer. So that means if all of our houses, no new houses were to put on the market, and you kept the same pace of number of people buying homes, it would take just 1.27 months for all the houses of all San Antonio to be consumed. And that is not a long time, which is why you're seeing these massive price increases. So in order for that price to really come down, we need to get that equilibrium or for prices to slow down, we need to get more sellers selling their homes so buyers have more to choose from because right now there's still so much demand for buyers trying to buy houses and not enough of people listing their homes. So that's why it needs to get somewhere in that four to six percent, four to six months of inventory is what they say your balanced market is uh, across the market, depending on where you're at. So here we want to plot our median sales price over time. And what you're really looking at is our sales cycles. And on our typical years, it kind of goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And that kind of holds true except for this last two years where things are just going crazy in the economy. And I'm sure you would have seen some crazy stuff similar to this stuff when it was falling in the 08 debacle with real estate and how it evolved. So one thing for us, in a normal market, which we will eventually get back to because we cannot sustain these massive 20, 30, 40% year over year price increases like we've been seeing across the nation and across Texas, is we like to uh, list homes or, or buy homes here and sell here. So in this winter time, we are trying to buy as much inventory as we possibly can so we can get through our renovations and get them on the market to catch this next wave of the next summer's buying season. Just a quick side note again, if you guys are interested in getting this data sent to you and reminder of when it's coming out, make sure you text market to 210-794-9898. All right, back to the show. And rents, shockingly enough, follow kind of the same thing to where it's up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And now for you landlords, you how people use this, how we use this is we list our homes for rent 
all around this time frame. So no matter what time we buy a house, we could buy a house right here and start a rental property here, depending on when we bought it and we put it on the market. But with the leases always end in March, April, or May, and sometimes June, we used to get too many houses spread around that tight inventory to where if a person does move out, I right around here, I have 30, 60 days to get that house re-rented out, renovated back on the market and catch that next highest rent. So one thing we are happy to see is you can kind of see how you got to draw a straight line across 14, 15, 16, and 17, and it started to taper off a little bit in 18 and 19, and then 20, 21, we're starting to catch up some of those booms because as prices increases, so do property taxes and insurance rates, which we have pretty high property taxes here in Texas. So seeing increase in rental rates for landlords, that is good that we are increasing our cash flow along with these massive sales increase in price increases. Now, unemployment. I like to track it over 20 years so you can kind of see how it performs over the last couple of recessions to where this was the dot-com debacle and here is the last real estate boom to or bust when you can kind of see how long it took for inventory to rise or fall back to its normal uh, 3 to 4%. So I do expect and I do want to see, like even though we have a spike up, in unemployment, hey, we're still lower than we were in January. So I want to see these continuous zigzags all the way down. I don't want to see a regression where it goes up, up, and then continue to go up in the wrong direction. So that is what I'm really tracked with unemployment. Because if people are unemployed, that means that they are not able to qualify for loans. And that means that less people are buying, more people are selling, because if they don't have a job, they can't start the mortgage payments, they're going to be selling their houses. That could cause a real estate crash, and we do not want to get caught in that scenario. So that is why we track this information and then also put it out for you guys. Year over year appreciation. This is something that I really wanted to start tracking of uh, last year or a few years ago because I really want to see like, are we slowing down or are we speeding up? Because as investors, we'd never bet on appreciation, but appreciation is nice and we factor it a little bit into our numbers and be a little more uh, aggressive if we're seeing these massive appreciations uh, over time. To where I was seeing here, like coming out of the real estate recession, real estate values fell all the way down to basically 2012 and then they shot up to 10% and we're hanging out there for several years before you can see it slowly starting to regress and followed down to around the average of four or five percent and then obviously recently it's just kind of gone parabolic as far as the year of appreciation but i do want to continue to track that because these prices are not sustainable and these continued price increases are not sustainable but just like things got go up fast i don't think they're going to fall off just as quick and we're going to see a not as quick as drop, but we are going to see a pretty significant drop in prices as we find that new price shelf. So I get a lot of questions of people reaching out to me saying like, great, John, I understand all this information. That's cool that I want to invest in Texas. But now the next question is, where do I invest in Texas? Do I go low end? Do I go high end? Do I go north side? Do I go south side? Everyone knows that real estate is about location, location, location. And that is very true. And this does not change when you get to San Antonio. So the next way I break this down is I do it by two ways. I do it first by price range and then by zip code, all track going back to that months of inventory to know like where is the hottest portion. So when I put that 1.27 months of inventory, that was the entire city. Well, everyone knows in that number, that's just kind of the average. You got areas that are high, you got those areas that are low. You got price points that are low, you get price points that are high. So where in that is the best place to invest to capture that month's best month of inventory? 
So first up, we have buy price range. So we got anywhere by 50,000 price range all the way up to 1 million. And you can see the sales volume. And this is a key indicator because I want to invest where the month's inventory is low and I get the bulk of the sales. So of that 4,000 sales, you can see almost half of them are right in this 200 to $300,000 price point. So for us in our business, where we're buying stuff that's like kind of the fix and flip kind of stuff or even rental properties, we want to look for those ARV, those after repair values. What's it worth when we get done fixing it up to be right in that range? Because we know that that low of inventory really pushes prices up. That means there's that many people buying and not a lot of inventory. So everybody's scrapping for stuff. So when you put it on the market, chances are you're going to get above asking prices. You're going to get contingency waivers and you get your cash is king kind of buyers, which is what you are wanting. So that is really where we like to focus. But it's not to say these areas are bad, but it's just good information to know that if I'm going fishing for houses, I want to be buying in this $200,000 to $300,000 price point because that's where the data shows that's where the most in-demand housing is by sales volume and by months of inventory because you can see that it's even a little bit lower down these lower price points just because there's no inventory down there and you get some really kind of run down crappy houses. Same thing on the high end. You get some very expensive houses and not enough buyers. So your median average buyer is buying that two dollars to $300,000 price point. So that's where we really like to focus. The next areas that we focus on is by uh, zip codes. So now this is where the lowest months of zip codes, lowest months of inventory are. And it's really crazy to see like how low these numbers are that we're talking below, uh, one month of inventory. Um, but it is something that is good to know. And some of these are some very large zip codes. And so a lot of sales volume, like seven, eight, two, four, nine, seven, eight, two, five, oh, are very large zip codes on our Northwest side of the city here. So we like to use this information to also target where we want to buy renovations and also also where we want to buy our rental properties for long-term appreciation because you can see what these prices were the average price was in july of 2018 to what it is now so you're looking at uh even though if you would have bought a house in say 78154 and it was worth 235000 and you were cash flowing, renting it out, and got yourself a little deal. Well, nowadays it's worth almost $90,000 more, $80,000, $90,000 more uh, than what it was just two years ago. So that extra appreciation is fantastic. And that is what ultra low inventory numbers will do. So even if we are in a balanced market, we are going to have areas that have lower inventory than the average. So that's where we gravitate towards and try to find properties in those zip codes so long term we are focusing on those areas and trying to pick up properties. So we do gain in these just short period of time of appreciations. As we're starting to wrap up here, I just wanted to jump in here real quick and remind everybody that if you are wanting this information, go ahead and text or copy this information, text market to 210-794-9898, or you can head over to sarealestatemarket.com to subscribe to the newsletter. Make sure you get all the PDF, you get a PDF slide of this and you get the full zip zip code inventory from highest to lowest and everything in between. All right. So the caveat to the lowest months of inventory is the highest months of inventory. It's not to say these are high months of inventory or bad places to invest because as you can see, you still do get some pretty wicked appreciation from one year to the next. So this just shows that, like I said, it's information for you to determine where you are wanting to invest. So 
this is just something to use as a reference, as a guide to say like, hey, I have a little bit higher inventory in this area. I need to go check out my competition to make sure that my house is the not sitting on the market for your average months of two, like 2.68 months of inventory. So you want to make sure that if you do have a higher months inventory area, you want to get a little bit better discount, especially when this market normalizes and you get into those four, five, six, seven months of inventory, you then want to spend your extra money in the areas that matter. Because if your house goes on the market and it sits for two, three, four, five months, that's straight off your bottom line. We all using debt in this industry to make money. So you are going to want to make sure that you spend a little more in say the kitchen, the bathroom, the staging, the photos, for sure taking good pictures and getting them on the market to give that best presentation. So definitely keep that in mind that just because they are high months inventory doesn't mean it's a bad area. It just means means that, hey, it's not as hot as other areas, so you might want to get a little bit better, dis better discount and budget a little bit more for repairs, so when you do go to the market, boom, yours is the first one to go. So that's really the end of it. Again, if you guys are wanting a copy of the slides and the full list of zip codes, head over to sarealestatemarket.com. And for insider tips, text MARKET to 210-794-9898. And if you're interested in getting all the list of things that we go about for prop, whether it be property tours or Coffee with the John's flagship show, uh, go ahead and text INFO to 210-794-9898. And you'll text back of all the little text message lines that you can be added to to get uh, different topics of what's going on and what we're working on. Otherwise, happy investing and we will see you guys next month.